Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, coming at you on Wednesday, March 30th, 2022. Ty, today is a packed show, not so much for the movie review. Don't get me wrong, we're reviewing The Lost City, starring Channing Tatum, Sandra Bullock, Daniel Radcliffe, and a little bit of Brad Pitt. But there's some other movie news. We got Moon Knight, first episode dropped this morning, last night, however you want to spin it. We're going to talk about that. And we also have the Oscar results. We could touch on that a little bit, touch on, you know, what won, what didn't win, what might have made Tyler very happy. And, of course, we probably have to talk about the Will Smith slap a little bit, even though it's kind of been covered in every avenue. We're like three days behind, and it just already feels worn out. It does. And um, I'm going to admit to something now, so I I don't actually do it, is I was going to name my fantasy baseball team, keep my team name out your fucking mouth. But I think that (laughs) name's going to get old at the end of the season, so I don't know if I want to do it or not. I don't know. I think you just fully commit to it because it's fantastic. right? It's a great laugh at the draft. Okay, okay, I think I might do it then. Um, <laughs> Lost City, Oscars, Moon Knight. Let's get into the show. Percent of the time, it works every time. Don Samos. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. I don't feel so good. Oh. I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. All right, Ty, let's just get it out of the way. The slap heard around the world. Mm. Probably the most iconic, talked about, anything you want to say, award show event in the history of award shows. Um, Kanye getting up on stage with Taylor Swift. I think this is bigger than that. I don't know. That was Kanye. close. Well, see, that moment has had 10 years to simmer with all the memes. This moment just happened. Ty, Will Smith went on stage... And fucking smacked the yeah, shit out of Chris crap. Rock. He literally said, Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Um, and I, there's been so so much um, backlash and feedback and people living like giving their two cents. And, you know, this is a movie pod, and I don't like getting, like, I know we're not going to argue, but I don't want to, like, give into that kind of uh, conversation. But I just find it a little ridiculous. Like, <laughs> should Will Smith have went and smacked Chris Rock? No. Was the joke pretty, like, tame in nature? Yes. 
Did Will Smith laugh at it initially? Yes. Very much yes. At the end of the day, his wife, you know, even though she hasn't really treated him the best, um, <laughs> she was upset by it, and Will Smith was obviously feeling some type of way, so he felt the right to defend his woman. And whether you think the joke is too timid or not, if your woman felt the exact same way, how many men would have done the exact same thing, you know? I don't know. I, I just I think some people are getting outraged a little bit too much. <laughs> yeah, I think the best thing from, to come from it is Denzel Washington just being cool as shit and dropping an awesome line. <laughs> yeah. I was just fucking, he was like in the midst of chaos. He was like, let me just, let me just speak something into existence here. <laughs> I mean, I just, I see a lot of people like, I made a joke to Riley. I mean, to get political, like <laughs> there was more people outraged about this than the kid going across state lines and shooting people up. Um, <laughs> and I, Joe Rogan's podcast, he also talked about, like they were talking about it and he was like, he's brought up his argument was that these elite people in Hollywood live in this fantasy world where they could do whatever they want. And it, it turned into like an elitist Illuminati esque kind of argument. And I was like, that's when I turned the video off. I was like, okay, man, like <laughs> this is a weird spin for you to have Joe Rogan where you're might be richer than Will Smith. I don't know. You make a lot of fucking money. Makes a Joe lot Rogan. of fucking money. <laughs> so, a lot of fucking money on alpha brain. Um, look, Chris rock, big winner. Will Smith kind of tarnished his own moment a little bit. Yeah, um, that's the biggest thing is he's just like your first Oscar and everyone just remembers it as you slapping someone on stage. And you're not a no name actor. Well, none of these guys are no names, but like you're not, you know, Francis McDormand. It, she might have been the director, though. Uh, she's actually kind of a big name. I don't know. You know what I mean, though? She, he's Will Smith. He's a <laughs> yeah. fucking A-lister of fucking A-listers. superstar. And he finally wins the award. He's he's not Troy Coatser, you know, much respect to Troy Coatser, who won Best Supporting Actor. Absolutely deserved it. Fuck yeah. Everyone's been waiting for Will Smith to get an Oscar. It was... The Adam Sandler Oscar buzz from three years ago, you know, that this was Will Smith's turn. He gets it, and he slaps shit out of him. Yeah. Imagine if Sandler won it for Uncut Gems, and he slapped the shit out of Chris Rock. It probably would have been a bit if he actually did yeah. this to Chris Rock. They're, they're buddies. <laughs> Why, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Will Smith and Chris Rock are buddies, too. I just It just felt like a handle your shit backstage. Yeah. That was more than anything, because, like, yeah, it's an award show, and, oh, it's so prestigious, but, like, they're just all rich assholes who hang out with each other like this was just like a really big friend event it seems yeah. like more than anything yeah and he just made it awkward at the friends event <laughs> <laughs> like go handle it in private you ain't gotta walk up on stage and smack him yeah yeah um some takeaways um other takeaways coda best picture round of applause Fuck i mean we yeah. said it was our best picture favorite we didn't Fuck watch all yeah. of them but now we don't have to review another movie i think i said it was my best picture favorite i think you were on power of the dog still sir i said personal best picture uh, favorite but i did say yes i thought power of the dog was gonna win okay um but personally i wanted coda to win i didn't think it would win it just didn't seem like the kind of movie that would win it seemed a little bit too like indie mm. to win but the Oscars had a new voting system this year where they had like a ranking where you would rank them one through 10 based on how much you like them. Oh, really? Yeah. And I think this is the first year they've done that to the best of my knowledge, or it's relatively new. And I think that's what won it. Cause Coda, you might not have ranked it number one, but I, I don't see many people ranking it under bottom four, bottom five. Like, you know, it's just, a, it's a movie that's hard not to like. Yeah. Whereas power of the dog, it probably got more first place votes, but it also probably got some last place votes. Mm. Cause it can be a hard movie to enjoy. Let me tell you. It would have got a last place vote for me. <laughs> I haven't even seen like half of these movies. Um, and uh, Benedict didn't win for best actor, you know, obviously because Will Smith won. Yep. More importantly, um, Cody Smith McPhee or Jesse Plemons, neither of them won. Fuck yeah. Coda's Troy Coates are one. Fuck Tyler's yeah. <laughs> number one enemies. Um, other notes I have uh, Kenneth Barrah, <laughs> Brenaugh, aka the best mustache ever in Death yep. of the Nile, and the director of Artemis Fowl, yep. winning best original screenplay. Yep. Friend of the program. 
Um, and um, <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda did not win his EGOT. He didn't. Which Encanto won Best oh, Animated. Oh, that's the next point. Yeah, well, but he didn't get credit for that. <sighs> Talk to me, Jay, because you're very much on Mitchell's versus the Machines, like the best animated movie ever. And they were just like defaulto <laughs> Disney. Here's Encanto. Look, man. First of all, I don't think Billie Eilish should have won. I don't know. I thought the James Bond song was whatever. It's pretty good. But I'm also a Lin fan, so I am biased there, so I will admit that. Second of all, I really like Encanto. I just said I'm a Lin fan. He wrote the music for Encanto. Yep. I, I just I, – I I think Mitchell's vs. the Machines was a better movie, and I think maybe some recency bias, maybe some pop culture bias because of TikTok. Mitchell's vs. the Machines didn't have a trendy song, and Mitchell's vs. the Machines didn't release on theaters. It came out last May on streaming. I, I just – I don't know. I feel like people didn't give it the love it deserved. It is what it is. It, it should have won, though. I – Encanto is very popular and everything, but it does feel like Mitchell's versus the Machines did something different that the Academy typically yes. would give love to. My favorite part about that movie is the whole fact that the entire movie is pretty much told in the filmmaking style of the main character. Yeah. That's fucking badass. That's incredible. It's fantastic. Encanto was just like a great movie, great story, don't get me wrong, but it was a Disney animated movie. Like it wasn't it didn't rewrite the wheel, you know what I mean? I mean, it yeah. kind of had the same message as the last like four Disney or Pixar movies about family trauma and everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah it wasn't it's good it's very good and i love all the music and i love everything they did with it it does feel like mitchell's versus the machine was the one that should have gotten the award for how original it was thank you Ty. I'm with sure that you, being said i have no problem with encanto winning because it's a great film i'm i'm sure you saw my uh the, the my anger tweet that i had yeah i did that's why i showed it to victoria and she defended encanto <laughs> oh yeah that's right she did respond um other takeaways dune won every production like award it could visual effects film editing cinematography sound production yeah, so design me and riley talked score. about this and dune was undoubtedly visually stunning and you know by no means am i taking it away whatsoever but do you think in a normal year it would have won this much because there wasn't much like big cinematic competition you had a few avengers movies which were relatively low scale besides Spider-Man. Like, yeah, you had Eternal, but like in the grand scheme of things, Eternals wasn't fucking Avengers. Like, I don't know. I just feel like maybe the competition was less, I, but then I think of recent years, I don't know what Dune was, what could have beaten Dune from the last five years. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think the best part about Dune is how large in scale it is with the sound and the visuals and everything. I think yeah. it 100% deserved all of these awards. Yeah. Except for maybe visual effects. I still think visual effects should have gone to eternals which wasn't even nominated <laughs> your, your movie well, seriously though like watching it like that was so fucking good with the animation but, and the shit but they did. spin zone you also saw eternals and imax your only imax movie ever fair <laughs> dune was so big it felt like it was an imax fair also fair <laughs> but i outside of that though like i i feel like it deserved every single one of the awards it got yeah if it would have won best picture or something i would have been pissed yeah yeah or adapted did it win adapted screenplay no adapted screenplay was um Coda, because it was based off a French film, okay. I believe. Yeah, like, if it would have won that, like, it, it shouldn't have won anything, and you know, for that, but the way they produced it and how it looked and everything, yeah. it 100% deserved it. Yeah, it shouldn't have won an actor, shouldn't have won a director, anything. Yeah. Um, and th some of those nominations was probably because of a weaker um, overall class, but who knows? In fucking 30 years, we might be talking about doing like we are Star Wars. I know that's crazy, because Star Wars is, like, the biggest franchise MCU now, but uh, is Star Wars bigger than MCU? 
I feel like this latest uh, trilogy might have killed some of that. Yeah, not good for the Star Wars brand. Anyways, Dune could be that big, and I, that's crazy to say because you're comparing it to the top sci-fi you know of all time. But like, it very well could be. I mean, that's the whole point. Everyone's wanted it made for so long is because they said it could be on the level. Was of Star, Star Wars. Wars like influenced by Dune? Yeah, Dune. I think so. Or vice versa. Power of the Dog won one Oscar tie. Um, Best I, director. We'll close with that. I'm sure. Which. I think that was fair. I think that movie was the thing I always I credited it for was the way it was directed and the the way the intensity was built up and everything with the score and everything on how it was directed. Um, Out of the possible best director, um, the ones that got nominated, I think that's the best directed movie I've seen. Is that the only one you? It seen? is. Yeah, it was <laughs> Belfast Drive My Car, Licorice Pizza, West Side Story. I haven't seen any of those other ones yet. Um, oh, last talking point. Sorry, before we move on, Cruella won an Oscar, which is just fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I turned it on. I, I didn't watch the whole fucking thing. I just watched like the last 45 minutes. I missed the slap. I turned it on after the slap. Um, <laughs> and Cruella, or maybe I turned it on before, but I didn't see it. I don't remember. But uh, I turned it on when the Cruella girl, Jenny Bavine, won a Best Costume Design. Feels fitting. Like, that's that whole fucking character in that movie. It's just cool because, like, we rated Cruella like an 80, I think, we out of 100 or something. And we were both like, this feels way too high. And, yeah, it had nothing to do with, like, this. I rated an 81. Had nothing to do with like the story or anything, but like that's Oscar, Oscar, so, Oscar yeah. winning Cruella. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they um, can put that on a poster on a fucking billboard now in every advertisement moving forward. Fuck yeah, absolutely! It's going to be on the Disney Plus banner page. <laughs> Speaking of Disney Plus, Ty, Moon Knight dropped. Um, we watched it today. We didn't watch it last night. I forgot it was coming out today. I'll be honest. I did too. I was up till past midnight catching up for uh, our March Movie Madness finale. And then I just realized it was on. I was like, do I stay up till one in the morning? <laughs> I didn't, but I thought about it. Yeah, I, I saw an, an ad for it this morning while I was working, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, I need to watch that for the pod tonight. We can't just not talk about fucking Moon Knight. Got to talk about Moon Knight. Um, initial takeaways for me. A little bit spooky for me. Yeah. It, there were some spooky parts. I didn't like it. There were some vibes. They told us there would be those kind of vibes. Um, it wasn't too bad. It, I didn't, like, actually get scared or anything, but... um. I'm very excited about the seeing Oscar Isaac in this role, playing multiple characters, pretty much. Yeah. Um, just for the rest of the season, like I, I'm ex- this this podcast might turn into Oscar Isaac love fest. I don't know. He did a very good job in the first episode. I fucking love me some Oscar Isaac. Yeah, he's fantastic, and especially in this, like I I like how all the other Marvel shows like typically set up. Like, oh, like a person reveal or something like that. Like, that's the fun part of the fucking shows. Yeah. It's like this reveal. And this was just the reveal of another version of Oscar Isaac's character. Yeah. And like the Moon Knight. Well, persona. yeah, it's just setting the table for the character, you know? But this it's like these like... the different aspects and shit. They just revealed like another layer yeah. of that same character. And that's fucking cool. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if this whole series is more of a character-driven series, more so than like a linear plot, just kind of like... You know, obviously they have that story with the whatever goddess thing and the thing he had possession of and everything. But yeah. I, and they're gonna have their big boss fight, fight whatever. But I feel like at the end of the day, this whole series is gonna be about introducing the Moon Knight character and having him grow. And it's just gonna be like a character-driven thing. That way they can, I don't know, make a movie with him in the future. I don't know if they'll make a Moon Knight movie, but he'll be in movies. And I think 100 percent he's in Blade. Yeah, that feels like a guarantee. Yeah. So it's I don't know. It's a really compelling character. A little bit of Venom vibes for me because oh, he for had sure. like the guy talking to him and yeah, everything, the and voice the in his head. Side. Um, but I mean, they did it way better than the Venom movies have done it with fucking Tom Hardy. So, yeah, no, I, I, 
100% got those vibes, but it's this is what Venom could have been if Sony was better at making movies. Which is, it sucks too, because I feel like, like I don't think Venom was R, was Venom R-rated? Yeah. Okay, so Sony did have, like, I was going to say, no? I think Sony yeah. is darker, but if it was R-rated, Sony definitely, even if they're both PG-13, Sony does take more liberties than Marvel does, just because Marvel has a more family-friendly brand. But if Venom was R, like... PG-13. Okay, so it was PG-13. But they still kind of have that darker kind of thing they could do, and they just didn't do it well. And then Marvel does it well, but still, like... It's just like Marvel's flexing. Like, man, imagine if we could have just made this Venom movie. Imagine if we could make it rated R, too. We'd probably make it really fucking good, but we won't because we want to make money. Yeah. Deadpool, hopefully, will still be rated R. I don't know, man. They be editing shit on Disney+. Plus. Do you see all that? I did not. There's like scenes out of I think um like one of the Netflix shows there they edited blood out and like uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier where the Winter Soldier like throws a pole through someone's chest, they like mm-hmm. edit it to where the pole bounces off the person. They're like removing violence for some reason. People aren't happy about it. I would have never noticed if you didn't bring it up right now. I don't I don't think anyone would have ever <laughs> noticed except for the crazy motherfuckers who go back and rewatch and are like this is different. I fucking know it is. Um, did you have any takeaways about Moon Knight that I, we didn't I touch on? It's hard. It's not like a lot to talk about episode wise because it was just kind of this exploration of him as a character and like kind of setting a lot setting up. it up. And we yeah. still have a lot more to learn. It's not there was no big reveal. There's no big teases. We have no astrophysicist or whatever. Um, yeah, it's just it, really good. It felt like a lot of what the fuck is going on. Yeah, and I feel like we ended with still kind of like okay, I still don't really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for the rest of the episodes. It, it intrigues me. Um, again, his performance was great. I like that, like, obviously Moon Knight's name in the comics is Mark Spector. Mm-hmm. And you get, like, Steven is his persona throughout this whole episode until the very end where he's talking to himself in the mirror. And the dude without an accent is named Mark. Yeah. So it's like the two fucking... Well, don't say without an accent. There's American accents. No, this is an American podcast. There's no <laughs> accent. Um <laughs> I, I like Fucking that typical American <laughs> kind of back and forth. Um, I like the weird ghost creature skull face thing. That was like terrifying. Spooky, yeah. Um, and homie putting glass in his shoes is just a no for me <laughs> <laughs> to open the show. Yeah. The whole sleep thing. And obviously they're going to explore these, you know, they're going to explore this as the show goes on. That yeah. that's what makes it exciting. It does uh, leave a lot more questions to be answered, though. One thing I did want to point out is, um, you know, I did take a film class in college. I don't know if you remember that time. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> and uh, one of our, like, um, chapters or whatever they're called, I don't know, things we learned about was symmetry in films. Yeah. And I had to watch this stupid-ass movie from the 60s that was pretty much all shot with symmetry and all the shots, you know, were um, symmetrical. There's, like, a special word for it. I don't remember. This had a lot of that, though. There was a lot of, like, there was one where there was, like, a reflection in a puddle on the ground. There was, like, him with the mirrors. I noticed even, like, in the regular, like, scenes where he's getting attacked by the monster in the in the museum and it's, like, he's hiding behind the glass things. Like, there was just a lot of reflections, a lot of symmetry. When he's walking down, there was, like, a, a fountain and, and there was two of everything. Like, there was a lot of this move. It was very carefully made. And as someone who's taken a film class, I noticed that symmetry and it was very intentional. I just want to point that out. I'm sure my professor would be proud of me. Fuck yeah. I'm I'm sure it is. (laughs) That cinematography is probably mirroring the story we're going to get of a lot of symmetry and two different things going on, but kind of the same, but kind of different. I fucking hated that class, Ty, because you had to, we had to learn all this shit, which was pretty easy to understand. Like the symmetry, rule of thirds, more in-depth stuff, color, everything. But like that I understood. But then we'd have to watch a movie where there was examples of that and then 
one third of the final was just questions about the movies. Oh, like obscure questions, like when this scene happens, what did this person say or whatever? Some bullshit. You just have to like remember. And I was like, random even if I did scenes. watch all these movies, which I didn't, I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how would I remember half of this shit? Yeah. Like, I passed the class with an A, but I was a little annoyed. <laughs> it like, seems like a pain stupid. in the ass. You just making shit like whatever, man. But yeah, symmetry, nice. Which makes sense because there's two of them, maybe more. I don't know. I think there's definitely more. I think we're getting at least four different versions of this character. Oh. I think you got Steven, the Mark, uh, Moon Knight, and then there's like Mr. Knight or whatever that they showed in like a suit. Mm. <laughs> like, a, like a little button up. Uh, not to be confused with Ray Venom. What? Ray Venom. Not to be confused. Venom when he went to the rave. Oh, Rave Venom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. What did you think I said? Ray Venom. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking like a Star Wars, like Ray from Star Wars. <laughs> I was like, that's a fucking crossover. Moon Knight's good. I'm excited. Miss Marvel doesn't look as good, but it's okay. We'll just talk about Moon Knight for the next. <laughs> how many episodes are there? Six weeks. Six. Six episodes, forty-five plus minutes each. And that'll go. That'll go well next week as we uh, shit on Morbius, oh, which I is going to be next week's episode, wait. and it's getting horrible, horrible reviews. Just aggressively have spoiled their end credit scenes in multiple parts of the movie. I haven't seen this. Don't. It's direct from. Like I'm not going to say anything, but the director himself. Has spoiled scenes and come out and talked like talked about the post credit scenes, and shit they did. did. You you saw these quotes? You know what they are? Yeah, no, I didn't. 100%. Okay, don't. don't I, I, don't I told you I'm not going to tell you. Because Riley, but can brought- you imagine if Marvel did that? They're <laughs> on like the pressers and they're just like, yeah, Andrew Garfield shows up in this. <laughs> like wh- what? Wait, so Andrew Garfield shows up in this? No, I'm saying like for Spider Man. <laughs> no, Riley was saying something about that. She's like, oh, I saw the end credit scene. I was like, don't don't even finish. Like. I don't want you to say, oh, I saw the end credit scene and it's cool. I saw the end credit scene and it's disappointing. Just end it. It's This movie's like Venom 2 for me. It's The movie itself I know is probably not going to be great, even though Venom 2 could have been good with Cleach Cassidy if they did it right. Um, 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oof. Oh, my God. That's what Morbius is sitting at? Yeah. That's so bad. <laughs> Remember how excited we were for this movie in 2020? I said I thought it would be a good like kind of throwback. Kind of like X-Men comic book movie vibes. I thought it could be fun. It does not look fun. This is why we can't have, even though I'm the one petitioning for it, it's why we can't have Tom in the Sonyverse, man. Yeah, you're the only one who wants that. Because, <laughs> like, I'm like, man, if they just do it right. And they can't do anything right if Marvel's not affiliated. If Marvel Studios is not affiliated. As soon as they go out on their own. Like, the the peak of their ability is, like, D+. Plus. Venom 1 was... Nah. About D+. Plus. That's rough. Fucking 20% on Rotten Tomatoes, Ty. Can you believe that? <laughs> it's really fucking bad, but I can believe it from everything I've seen online. The Lost City has a 75% on Rotten Tomatoes, Ty. 158 reviews, 84% audience score. Do you have a synopsis for us and those at home that do not know what this film is about? Reclusive author Loretta Sage writes about exotic places in her popular adventure novels that feature a handsome cover model named Alan. While on tour promoting her new book with Alan, Loretta gets kidnapped by an eccentric billionaire who hopes she can lead him into an ancient city's lost treasure from her latest story. Determined to prove he can be a hero in real life and not just on the pages of her books, Alan sets off to rescue her. Starring Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum, Daniel Radcliffe, and um, a little bit of Brad Pitt, Oscar Nunez. A little bit of Brad Pitt. Davine Joy Randolph. Yep. So this movie um, didn't. I didn't really know anything about it. Like I didn't see any trailers. Not very good marketing. 
Like no, I I watch a lot of YouTube, and I never got once got a YouTube ad for this. Nothing. Again, you had to explain to me what this movie was no less than five times because I just kept forgetting about it because I didn't see it anywhere. Which is strange because it's got a list. Is Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum A listers? They're like B plus listers, A minus listers. Them, Daniel Radcliffe, B lister. Not the guy he is anymore, but still, yeah. fucking Brad Pitt, A lister. A little bit of Brad Pitt, but still an A lister. Just a little bit of Brad Pitt. Um. Maybe that's where all their marketing budget went, was having Brad Pitt in that role that he yeah. played. Which, let me tell you, money well spent. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just weird because this was a movie with a lot of big actors. It's the classic, like, might not be that great, but, like, can make money because it, like, is funny. And I, I mentioned this about the movie we watched, The Adam Project, but it's, like, funny to appeal to the dads. It's got the romance to appeal to the moms. And it's the action and, like, the the... The dumb humor. What's it? The physical humor. There's a word for that. Slapstick comedy yeah. for the kids. Like it gets a little raunchy at times. There's a little bit of suggestions, but you could take like a, a 12 year old <laughs> to see this, a 10 year old to see yeah. this, you know, like you don't actually see Channing Tatum's cock. You just hear Sandra Bullock <laughs> talking about it. And that scene was, she's saying it was big or small. I couldn't, I think big. I, <laughs> I mean, the man stars in magic Mike XXL. <laughs> I'm going to assume he's got a big dick. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was weird because like it just I feel like why didn't you market this more? Yeah, like every like big main character who has screen time is like a household name at least. A list, B list, they're a household name. Like just fucking promote the movie. Now, how many people were in your showing at six thirty PM yesterday? <sighs> it wasn't like a full theater, but there was a decent amount on a Wednesday, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, wasn't... mine was the same thing. It was like not a lot, but like I thought we were going to be the only ones in the theater, and we weren't. Like there was, yeah. you know, thirty people. I could, yeah, maybe forty in mine, forty fifty, and that was at seven thirty on a weeknight. Yeah, so um, people are somehow finding out about this movie. I wouldn't have known <laughs> if it wasn't for you. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, my my, before we get directly into the this movie, was uh, sixty-eight to seventy-four million. By the way, continue. Um, now, now, now you see, now you see me. Is that the is that the, the magician movie? Magician movie, good movie. Have you seen now? Now you see me too. I have not seen the second, only okay. the first. So now you see me too. Same cast, except for the villain is Daniel Radcliffe playing an eccentric billionaire and like kidnaps <laughs> them the to the ca- same. Like it's the exact same <laughs> fucking character. I shit you not. Is this um like canon? Like is it the same universe? I think is it's it yeah, be, like, same cinematic split universe and glass where we find out at the end that it's the same universe. What it's that's the two movies, right? Split, split. and glass. Yeah. Where you didn't even know Split was part of Glass until like the end credit scene or whatever. Oh, no, maybe Split. Those are very whatever much... the movie from the '90s was. Oh, those were different. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, and like the end credit scene yeah. was like, oh, these are connected, and like it wasn't hyped beforehand as was, being or like a Split sequel. and Unbreakable, that's and then they made Glass. And Glass was the third one. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's what it was supposed to be. It's gonna be now you see me, now you see my D. Is <laughs> <laughs> the, the sequel. So now you see me in Lost City of D. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I haven't seen the second, so maybe that's Darren Radcliffe's thing nowadays. I mean, he's not doing much else. Yeah, he plays Walter May- Mabry. And again, I think he has, like, a beard. He's a rich billionaire, and he's into magic. But, like, he's obsessed with the main people and, like, kidnaps them. And this guy's name is Abigail Fairfax. Okay, well, just twin brother. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um... 
He hasn't been in much, man. Leave him alone, okay? He's, he's got his niche. 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 He does. I mean, Channing Tatum played Channing Tatum. He did. He did play Channing Tatum. We don't get enough of him playing Channing Tatum nowadays, though, so I'm fine with it. Now, I was going to ask you about this. I mean, we can get into his exact performance when we get to the characters category. But in term, terms of Channing Tatum himself, me personally, not like a huge Channing Tatum guy. Like, he, he's for people like my mom. Let's be honest. He's 41. He's got muscles. Um, but you are someone who really loves 22 Jump Street. Really loves it. 21 Jump Street and 22 both, Jump Street. Sorry. Yeah, both of the Jump Streets. Mostly 21, though. How do you feel about Channing Tatum? I think he's great. All right. I, I feel like he should do more comedy. Mm-hmm. Because I think he's very funny in comedic roles. Um, you know, I think the comedy in here, like the dumb slapstick comedy and shit, like worked for me with him. Mm-hmm. I think he was funny. I, you know, there's times it was a bit much and it was kind of stupid. I don't think he would be very good as a serious actor. I don't know how Magic <laughs> Mike is. Because I think Magic Mike's serious. Like a drama. <laughs> Look, the people that are seeing Magic Mike don't care about the story, Ty. I'll tell you that much. But... I do think it does have a good story from what I've been told because I haven't watched it. It's okay if you've watched it. Jay, I don't I haven't watched it. Shut up. Um there is gonna be another Magic Mike, TBA Magic Mike's Last Dance. Oh. It's in pre production. He's also in pre production on a movie called Pussy Island. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. So he said That sounds fantastic. I can't wait for that. I, I almost Googled this. I almost Googled Pussy Island on my work computer. <laughs> I, I don't know if they can see what I Google. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'll do it for you. Pussy Island, IMDb. Frida is a young, clever Los Angeles cocktail waitress who has her eyes set on the prize. Philan- phil- oh, philanthropist, 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 and tech mogul Slater King, played by uh, Channing Tatum. When she skillfully maneuvers her way into King's inner circle, uh, ultimately an intimate gathering on his private island. I'm Come struggling. Huge. She is ready for every episode. <laughs> I was so proud of my synopsis reading earlier, too. I fucking nailed it. Uh, she is ready for the journey of a lifetime. Despite the epic setting, beautiful people, and ever-flowing champagne, read more. It's directed by uh, Zoe Kravitz. Late-night dance parties. Frida can sense that there's more to the island than meets the eye. Something she can't quite put her finger on. Something terrifying. Is it a horror movie? I don't know. There's not a... Typically, you can tell if it's a horror by the poster. There's no poster yet. Thriller. Zoe Kravitz directing, also known as Catwoman. Fuck yeah. Um, did you know she also is a Catwoman? Or Black Cat? Black Cat Spider-Man. Catwoman. Catwoman. She was also Catwoman in the Lego Batman movie. Did you know that? I didn't. No. She was the, reprising the role? Yeah, and I don't know if you saw my tweet that uh, about Lego Batman. Yeah, it was a real and, stupid and tweet. Batman. It was a real stupid tweet. <laughs> I'll tell you that much, guy. Um, <laughs> let's get into Lost City, Ty. Plot slash story. So you you broke it down with a synopsis. It's a, a adult romance novelist. She gets captured. She's got to read this hier- hieroglyphics. Why she's qualified because of her husband, I guess. I don't know. Billionaire wants this crown of fire, which they never like said what they thought it did. It was just cool. I think you just thought it was like gems and I think like, yeah, rubies. Yeah, they did say yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you're a billionaire. Like, are you just gonna put it in your house? It was priceless. It was something no one could obtain. It was more about the the sentimental value. And then Channing Tatum goes on a, you know, Channing Tatum is the, the cover model for her book, for the main character of these very popular books. And then he pretty much goes on a rescue and their story turns into like pretty much one of her stories. Like her character stories. Yeah. Um, you know, you could say there's some creativity there. 
you know, kind of intertwining her character and what she did in the story she wrote with kind of turning into the movie story itself. You could say that. I gave it a 10. Okay. Um, it Like, it was nothing – it was very much A to B to C. It was very much – I don't want to say cookie cutter, but very much like there's – there's a certain brand of movies like this, like I said, the family-esque movies, where it's like there's a very – set in stone formula that it's like, Hey, we want to make a movie with some A-list actors and make it funny and make it have romance and make it an adventure movie. And this is how we're going to do it. And it's going to follow all the same trends and all the same ups and downs of every other movie of this genre. 10, eight. Oh, even lower. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it makes no sense why he needs her to get this prize possession thing. And then I love the whole, Oh, this book just came out. Oh, we're going to add a volcano, so it's a rush, and we're fighting against the clock, and we get there, and now the volcano's going off. and It's just a lot of very typical Hollywood, let's just throw this in. Yeah. You know, and it's just kind of, it, it's fine. It is what it is. He goes, and he wants to rescue her, and she thinks he's an idiot, and then she realizes he's not an idiot, even though like his character just changes. <laughs> he is an idiot at the beginning, and he's not an idiot in the middle. Don't judge a book by its cover, Ty. Okay, but they they, I, they like pulled the cover off and put it on another book. <laughs> um, it, it was it was fine. It was again a run of the mill kind of A to B to Z to C. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you get to Z. Yeah. Um, it was fine. It was an eight. Nothing special. What'd you think of so the whole romance thing? What'd you think of like the sexual tension between Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum the whole time? Like it worked for like- me. <laughs> okay what were you gonna say i just well it's it was weird because like sandra bullock the whole time seemed like she wanted it and then she just never did women but am i right she kissed him at the end oh yeah eventually but like she was feeling his body talking about the contours of his red ember skin <laughs> and then they were that was the book that was about yeah. the character jay yeah and then he's like he, he says it's good and then she's kind of like wait what are you talking about like bro you were just talking sexy to him come on how big of an age gap do you think there is between the two? I just looked up Channing Tatum's 41. Um, Sandra Bullock's older than you think. She's been the same age for about 15 to 20 years. Like, compare her to Blindside. She looks the exact same. 62 for Sandra Bullock. You think she's in her 60s? 62 for Sandra Bullock. 57. <laughs> okay. It's close. There's a 16-year age gap. Sorry, Sandra. I did not think she's a 60-year-old in this movie. Shout out to her. She Well, like I said, she's been... 42 the last 15 years so there you go yeah that works um visuals <laughs> cinematography tie so this is a trend that's going to repeat when we do march movie madness which is uh releasing this friday april 1st it's not april fool's day prank we're releasing it Mar- finale march movie madness april whatever the end of real march madness ends in april so it is what it is yeah um, just, you know copying them um not an april fool's joke there's a different <laughs> way i'm gonna approach this i i think we're recording an episode now i feel like it's a joke like, I'm concerned it's an April Fool's joke. <laughs> Fucking get pranked. Um, I've said this in recent movies, but there's, like, a different way I kind of want to approach this category moving forward. I think I said it with The Adam Project as well. And it's like – I well, I thought about this when I was watching the older movies, Smart Movie Madness. And, like, some of the older movies, like, spoilers, Spider-Man 2. I'm not going to give my score for that, but, like, that's an older movie. It doesn't have CGI. It's like, if you're not going to impress me with CGI, like, obviously – Avengers and everything, you're going to get points if you pull Spider-Man off this beautiful world. So much CGI. And Dune and everything. Like, you pull off this amazing, beautiful world. You don't have to be a movie like that to get a high visual score. But if you don't have that, you got to work harder 
in the other things, whether it's the music, whether it's the one shots that I love, um, yeah. just framing stuff like that. Look, this didn't do any of that. Like the movie looked fine. I thought the, the island CGI was fine. I thought the setting was fine. That's another thing you have to work hard on. But it was just fine. Why are you looking at me like that? You what don't score like did you give it? I gave it a 10. Homie, I, I gave it a 6. Okay. CGI that they did use looked like dog shit. The like trees? What? I didn't have no problem with the trees. I Okay, okay, guy. A lot of what it trees? didn't look good, and like the volcanoes going off and just the island itself did not look that good. You don't think so? No, it looked really bad. I don't think bad. it looked good. I thought it was fine. I thought it was adequate. Okay. I'll give it, look, I'm going to do a seven. No, don't change your score. No, 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 because I forgot about one scene. Brad Pitt's brains got blown all over the fucking place. <laughs> and that was awesome. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, I just, it was run of the mill and like, I said run of the mill again, but I don't know. They didn't do anything to impress me. So I'm fine with a, a single digit score here. If that's what you give it, what you did. Um, I didn't have necessarily any problems with the setting and everything. And like, I didn't have any moments where I was like, wow, that looks bad. And you did, I guess. Yeah, no, the island didn't look that good at all. It just kind of looked like shit. Explosions looked all right. Everything else looked all right. Soundtrack wasn't really anything special. Yep. Fight scenes weren't anything that special. Really run of the mill, I think. Uh, Brad Pitt beat some ass. Brad Pitt's one fight scene was fucking cool. (laughs) Okay, Brad Pitt was in the movie for five minutes. He was my favorite part of this movie (laughs) by far. (laughs) Fucking awesome. Fucking collecting a check, man. What a guy. <laughs> it was what it was. Two tens for me thus far. Tyler's giving it even lower than me. <sighs> Key elements. Is this because I gave Adam Project a lower score than you last week? You're trying to rebalance it? We're just kind of even it out. Yeah. Look, at the end of the day, when we're talking about key elements. Again, these are this is the kind of movie that I feel like my mom and dad would enjoy, which I said that about the Adam Project. They listened to the podcast on the way to their trailer. I literally got a text. We loved the Adam Project. So I had to listen to it on my way to work today. Because my dad wanted to listen to did it. He like, did he like the movie? He, didn't, he liked the movie a lot. He didn't agree with us in, on some points. He was defending it. He would like pause the podcast and defend it. Is that, was that not my point from last week, though? <laughs> it was. It was your point. This is a movie. Maybe your dad doesn't, but like my mom especially might defend this movie. Like It's raunchy. It's got Channing Tatum. It's like the romance novelist, but turning into real life. We see Channing, Tat- Channing Tatum shirtless a few times. We see his fucking ass cheeks. Bare ass cheeks. Um. You know, we see a little bit of loviness with Brad Pitt. Lovey? You know, oh, yeah, yeah when he saves her. Yeah. Um, that part of it, like, it's not Fifty Shades of Grey, but, like, I don't know. I think the the older women who enjoy that kind of content will enjoy that. I think the dads who want the action will enjoy it. And it's not a great story, but it got a 14. Also gave it a 14. Okay, all that talking from to give us the same score. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I think the romantic part of this movie and, and that, it, it works enough. It's fine. Um, the mystery adventure and reading hieroglyphics just doesn't. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's what holds it back. Um, the action is is okay. It's whatever. I'm 14. Like, it's kind of... It doesn't do anything incredibly amazing, but it does it good enough. The thing I think what drives the 14 score for me is the love story. It's not like a deep, emotional, make-you-cry love story, at least for me. It's a little bit of a sexy time, tension love story, which people like. That's what they were trying to do. That's why you cast Channing and- Tatum. There were some older ladies in the in the crowd in our theater. Maybe not older, I shouldn't say, but older than us. I'm sure they enjoyed mothers. This. Yes, there's some mothers in your theater. I I am sure they enjoyed. There was one girl. She was probably like in her 20s, but she was by herself. Like she just wanted to see Channing Tatum, and I respect her for it. Shout, yeah, okay. Um, Do your thing. I was the, by myself. I just wanted to see Channing Tatum. <laughs> and the comedy was 
it's not like a blow your socks off funny movie, but it had the slapstick funny moments and some good comedic timing from Channing Tatum and others that got it by. With, yeah. Got it by. Yeah, and I think with romantic comedies, like obviously the market for romantic comedies is like women. That's just a given. Yeah. But when you can throw in like comedic stuff like that to where like the guy watching it with his wife or girlfriend can also enjoy bits and pieces of it, that works well. You get some points for that. I need to start taking like a notepad to the movies and writing down when I laugh. Because there was a few times I was like, oh, I want to talk about this. You I should don't get fucking fake glasses that. just like if you have your notepad in the theaters, put on some fake glasses, look real fucking smart. <laughs> okay. Wait, I can wear real glasses? Do you need glasses? Everyone says I do, but I don't think I do. Well, that's why I said fake glasses. So you just put them on and you're just the guy with the glasses and a notepad in the theater. <laughs> they actually will think I'm like a real film reviewer. Yeah. You'll look official. I am a real film reviewer. I've done like 200 of these. Characters tie. I feel like this might be where we differ on the other side, where you give it a higher score, because you said you were a fan of Channing Tatum. I'm not a big fan of Channing Tatum. Okay. Um, I don't dislike the guy. Don't get me wrong. I notably have been more sour on the Jump Street movies than you have. I think yep. 22 is better than 21. I don't even like 22 that much. Um, I, I'm not really a, a connoisseur of his other films like you are with Magic Mike and others. Um. <laughs> He kind of just played – it's the Ryan Reynolds thing. Like, Channing Tatum is Channing Tatum. Like, you know, and Sandra Bullock's a little bit of just Sandra Bullock, although she has a little bit more range, so I won't give her too much shit for it. But he kind of just plays the same guy, I feel like, in everything. Okay. The the dumb, handsome guy. Didn't really like him. Sandra Bullock, like, they were just so, like – I don't know. They lacked depth, and this was, like, even though the romance part was fine, I felt like they needed more depth. Daniel Radcliffe was very generic – like you said, literally stolen from another film. I yeah. didn't even know that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think what drives it more is my my two favorite characters in this film, which were Brad Pitt and then a Gap and then Oscar from The Office, were barely in this film. Like, just give me more of them. And I and I get it. You only have limited money and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I almost like sometimes I give it points for those little hot, you know, hot heat check moments. This I kind of took it away because I wanted more of it. I gave it a nine. Okay. Again, all that talking, same score, nine. <laughs> I, it's you're not having to convince me of nothing. I'm with you. I, I they were fine. I like Channing Tatum. I like seeing him and stuff. Same way I like seeing like Russell Brand and Death on the Nile. But yeah. like that doesn't mean it was like a thrilling performance. I just like the guy. Yeah, I don't mind him. He he was funny, mm-hmm. but there was no depth to the characters. Again, he changed characters midway through this movie. That's the depth, Ty. The depth is just we're writing a different person. <laughs> um, Sandra Bullock very run of the mill. Danny Radcliffe is a bad actor. Wow. I wow, he's just okay. not good. His lines are so like un- inauthentic. Damn, you went there. I like the Harry As Potter an movies. Anti Harry Potter podcast. You went there. I like him in the Harry Potter movies, and I like. Well, he was a child, so not the older, like the end, end of the franchise. Okay, fair. He's like in his twenties, I think. Okay, fair. fair. But he's just not that good of an actor. Respectfully, you're terrible at what you do for a living. Respectfully, um. Again, I, he's going to slap your ass. <laughs> I can take him. We're like the same size. <laughs> um, yeah, Brad Pitt was fantastic. Oscar from The Office didn't like that character. Really? Not one bit. Yeah, it was a weird character. It wasn't that funny. I thought it was good. Daniel Radcliffe's 5'5". Five, five. Oh, I'll <laughs> fucking tower over him. 5'5 um, five, five and a half? Hey, fuck you. 5'6 <laughs> and a half. <laughs> um, yeah, I like Brad Pitt in this. The Oscar bit didn't work for me like at all. Okay. I didn't mind the manager lady. She had a couple of scenes where she was funny. Yeah, she was fine. She was, but like, there was nothing that jumped out at me. Like, wow, this is good acting. Yeah, I 
I'm right there with you, Ty. Um, did you see? Did you see like the mid credit scene? Yes, with Brad Pitt. What's was he? Oh yeah, alive? he's alive. Is that real or is this just like a joke? Haha. <laughs> like, are they setting up a sequel? I don't know, but goddamn it, if they do, I want more Brad Pitt. Because it seemed like they're setting up a sequel where it's like a love triangle movie with Brad Pitt. Yeah, that I would assume so. And maybe it'll be like Death on the Nile, and we'll like this one more, and we'll just pretend the first one doesn't exist. But we just didn't know the first one exists with Death on the Nile. <laughs> Did you ever watch that one? We didn't pretend. No, I never. Murder got Murder on the Oriental it. Express yeah. or whatever. It I was. still want to. Just the Orient Express. I think Oriental's racist. Um, <laughs> yeah, we needed more Brad Pitt. And he's fucking Brad Pitt. I mean, come on. Yes. Everyone needs a little bit more Brad Pitt in their life. You can never why have too much Brad How Pitt. How much money did he make in this movie? Like, why did he agree to be in this? I, don't, I think he just has fun at this point. Like, he was in Deadpool 2 for just no reason. Yeah. This is literally on screen for, like, literally, like, half a second. <laughs> yeah. I think he's just like, fuck it, I'm Brad Pitt, I got as much money as I want, I'll take some serious roles here and there, and then I'll just kind of hang out with some buddies and shoot a couple of scenes and be incredible at my job. <laughs> he's pretty good at his job. He's such a good actor. He's almost 60. He's 58. Wow. People in Hollywood don't age, man. No, that's that's what money will do, I think. Yeah. I don't have a lot of money. I, I still don't know why he's in this in this movie, though. I appreciate the fact that he is. I don't either, but I appreciate it. What's his? I'm trying. What was his last movie? Brad Pitt's last movie before this. I found it. Um, oh, he's all that bullet train movie that's coming out. Have you seen previews for that? It looks pretty no. good. Does it? Yeah. We're gonna review it. Probably. Okay. Um, Is it Ad Astra 2019? Oh, that was a bad movie. I heard. Fast Times at Ridgemont High Table Read Video 2020. Oh, uh, that's just it. like them sitting down reading a script. And then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Deadpool 2. Like yeah, the guy just much recently, yeah. yeah. He just kind of picks and chooses what he wants to use. I'm Brad fucking Pitt. Who cares? It looks like he's been producing and shit, too, more. That so. makes sense. He's the executive producer of Lego Masters. Is he? Yeah. See, that seems like something like, I'm into Hollywood and I can do whatever I want. Legos are pretty fucking cool. Let's do this. <laughs> he's won two Oscars, Ty. That feels like something that only gets made if Brad Pitt wants it to get made. Can you tell me what he won? His two Oscars in? I want to say it's um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for Best Supporting. Yeah, you're never going to get the other one. The other one is World War Z. No, I'm just kidding. That's a shit movie. I have, Yeah, I don't know. Fight Club? 12 Years a Slave. Oh, okay. He was a producer? I don't know. It's shared with Dee Dee Gardner, Jeremy Kleiner, Steve McQueen, isn't Anthony 12 year, Cattigas. Isn't 12 Years a Slave the one Angelina Jolie produ- uh, directed? No, Steve McQueen directed it. Huh. I don't know what Brad Pitt's... Um... Oh, he starred in it. Why does he share it? He must have produced it or something as well. He played Bass. He, yeah. Never seen that movie. Enjoyment tie. Look, this movie, I didn't hate it. I didn't necessarily love it either. Okay. I gave it the same enjoyment score that I gave The Adam Project. Which was an eleven. Oh, okay. It it was fine. It entertained me at points. It almost got a theater bump for me. I was teetering between eleven and twelve, and I said, you know what? I'm not going to let that sway my opinion because I had to pay attention to it. Whereas Adam Project, I could have went on my phone. I did a little bit. Not going to lie. Eleven out of twenty. Okay. Yeah, that's. I gave it ten. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just, 
it was a decent watch. I didn't, I wasn't miserable throughout. I wasn't like checking my fucking phone to see what time it was going to be over and like how much longer I had. Like it, I watched it. It happened. I'll probably never watch it again unless Victoria wants to. Then I'll watch it a single one more time and that's it. <laughs> a single one more time. What if you're like scrolling? You're at, you're at a hotel. I always, I don't know why I always use like the hotel TV analogy. But I don't even watch that many movies at a hotel. But it's just like uh, the hotel, like me neither. Like when we go on trips, we're not in the hotel a lot. But like that's the one place where you have, you have not even so much anymore with Netflix, but you watch what's on. You're scrolling with the hotel TV. You flip it on. We're going to pretend you don't have guide. Okay. You flip it on and it's this movie, but it's the Brad Pitt part. You keeping it on? Oh, hundred percent. for okay. the Brad Pitt. Yeah. I don't know. For sure. For the Brad Pitt part. Turn it off once he dies. Yeah. All right. Fair. Well, once he gets shot. I want to. I just want to clarify. He does not die. Oh yeah, correct. he switches to a different ten percent of his brain. <laughs> that's a great. That's a great joke, and it makes no sense to put it in the post credit scene. Like I really hope there's never a sequel, and that's just the most unnecessary scene ever because it's such a funny, stupid bit. So stupid. So stupid. Um, I gave this two points higher than the Adam Project, and I looked at the difference. I gave it one better for key elements and one better for visuals, which I gave a nine for the Adam Project, giving it a score. Of 54 out of 100. And look, that's fair. I I consider this movie, you liked Adam Project more than me. I consider this movie in the exact same ballpark as the Adam Project. Two handsome, middle-aged white men playing typecasted roles where they're pretty much just playing themselves. Okay. 48. Six yeah, points lower than you. That's fair. Uh, finishes with a 99 out of 100. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Those 99 who- out of... Oh, ranks ninety ninth out of ranks ninety ninth yeah. does not get a ninety nine out of a hundred score. No, no, it <laughs> doesn't. And it'll be triple digits by the time we record our next pod. It'll be in the hundreds. You, so I, you think I confidently can say it's going to be uh, no, 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 Morbius, March movie madness. Oh, okay, fair. We're gonna have some movies up here. I confidently can say that it's gonna no longer be double digit. Digits. Okay, fair. fair. Um. Those Who Wish Me Dead, The Velocipaster. <laughs> Such a good movie. <laughs> On the Rocks, <laughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife, The Man in the Iron Mask, and Super Intelligence. It's kind of the category it's in there. Yeah, this felt like an HBO Max direct-to-release movie. It really did. Yeah, a million percent. Like, not even, like, theater and HBO Max. Like, no, we're just going to release this straight to HBO Max. Yeah. But, I mean, ever, there's got to be different types of movies. Not everything could be an Academy winner. Did this one make money? Um, it it's made like thirty eight mil so far, so probably will break even. Maybe doesn't seem like it has much of a marketing budget. It's true, yeah, they're not spending much on it at all. Sixty eight, seventy four million. It's made forty mil. So Lost City scores promising debut, and it's got good reviews. Like I said, seventy five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's fine. And based on our scores, though, we both would have given it a rotten. Yeah. Okay. How do you feel about this movie compared to, like, Uncharted? Because I gave Uncharted, I believe, a 60. I did. I do feel like Uncharted is a slightly better version of this. Yeah. It's different with romance and everything, but the whole treasure hunting part of it. Yeah, I feel like there was more. Like, this was very much like, we're going to go on an adventure to tell a love story. That one was, we're just going to go on an adventure. Yeah. And I think the adventure part was done much better, and it was the main main focus. Whereas this, it kind of had a lot of focuses. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, before I give you a random Rotten Tomato movie score, I just thought of this real quick. If we created, like, a, a cast of, like, the five, like, we were making a movie and we just wanted to cast the five most typecasted actors or actresses in Hollywood, like, who would be in it? Would it be, Ryan like, Reynolds, Dwayne Johnson, Channing Tatum? 
I don't know though. Because I think he's done like weird space movies. I can't remember the name. Ju- Jupiter Ascending. I think he's done that where he plays a different that role. Was seven years ago. He's in Dog right now where I think he plays like a military dude with a that's, dog. That's Channing Tatum though. I bet you if we watch it, he's just playing Channing Tatum. Well, I think there's like two, like there's serious, cool Channing Tatum, and then there's goofball, make fun of me Channing Tatum. Okay. So I don't think it's just one. Whereas Ryan Reynolds is the exact same fucking thing every time. It's just, is he R-rated or is he PG-rated? Exactly. Yeah, no. It's what level of Ryan Reynolds are you getting? Not are you getting Ryan Reynolds to the left or Ryan Reynolds on the Like, right Twix, left Twix? Yeah. Right Ryan, left Ryan? Then The Rock. Is there any females? Gal Gadot. I wouldn't say she has a typecast. I think, like you said, she's just a bad actress. <laughs> you agree with me, finally? I, I don't. I can't disagree with you. Like, I don't. Okay. I'm not going to defend her acting. Her okay. best movie I haven't seen. So, um, what? Maybe like one Amy. Have you not seen the first Wonder no, Woman? I haven't. <laughs> Are you kidding um, me? Maybe like Amy Schumer. God, I can't fucking stand her. Or one of those. Did you see? Okay, I don't know. Okay, last thing before random Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know if you're going to come up with another typecast. Did you see her fucking Instagram post today? Mm-mm. Just a classic. I. It could be a joke. And I'm just going to preface that there. And if it's a joke, good on her because she's pulling one over me and I'm the idiot. Jason Statham, another typecast actor. Didn't he just announce he's never acting again? No, that Bruce was Willis. Bruce Willis. Yeah. She posted. Well, see, this is why I think it might be a joke because <laughs> this was the start of her post. I think we can all agree that the best way to unpack what happened is to stream my series at Life and Beth Hulu and see more. See me on tour this fall. That show's so fucking bad. Victoria but, tried to make me watch it. It's so bad, like Jay. It? I don't know if she's like it. I don't think she's like all about it. So fucking bad. This is her caption. But for real, still triggered and traumatized. I love my friend Chris Rock and believe he handled it like a pro. Stayed up there and gave an Oscar to his friend Questlove and the whole thing was so disturbing. So much pain in Will Smith. Anyways, I'm still in shock and stunned and sad. She literally put triggered and traumatized. <laughs> I, I, I feel like that's serious. But, but she was so joking. Crazy. But she was like joking about it too. Like I, I just—it's a classic. Like let's make this moment about me kind of thing. Yeah. She also had a line during the Oscars where she said, "Like every year, we adults have to drag themselves to animated movies in the theaters for their kids." And it's like, bitch. Yeah, people. All these animated movies that were nominated are probably better than every single one of your movies. Like you've made one good movie, Trainwreck. <laughs> your career's a fucking train wreck. I think the other thing was, like, one of the short films or something, like, animated short films, was just, like, aggressively, like, about, like, a fucking hostage or, like, someone trying to flee a country. Like, aggressively adult, not made for children animated movie that was nominated. And then they're just making jokes, like, huh, animated for kids. Amy Schumer's not funny. She's not. She did okay at the, like, it was fine. She had a few jokes I laughed at at the Oscars. But just in general, I, I don't like her very much. Random Rotten Tomatoes movie score. Not very random, as we've established. Look, it's Fifty Shades of Grey, Ty. <laughs> if we're going to talk about adult romance, we're going to go steamy. all the way. I've seen Fifty Shades of Grey 2 in theaters, but it's my okay. only experience with the franchise. I've seen most of Fifty Shades of Grey, just the first one. My mom read all the books. How does that make you feel? Look, man. She's got to have her vices, too, all right? <laughs> She can read whatever she wants to read. Okay. Dakota Johnson, Jamie Dornan. 
obviously, I feel like we might have done this movie before. Oh, well. Obviously, like, you know it's not a good movie. I'm not spoiling anything. It's got 281 Rotten Tomatoes reviews, though. Critic score? It's always critic score, yes, right? Yes, it's always. <laughs> the fuck? Is this why you've been getting them all wrong? <laughs> um, critic score on this is not good, if I had to guess. I'm going to guess very much not good. I'm guessing there's at least, like, a 40-point difference between critics and audience. Um, we're going to rock 50 shades of gray. Give it. I thought you were about to give it a 50. A 32. 25%. And you were wrong about the audiences. The audience also hated this with the 41%. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So, just By the way, I, said, I think I said like a 30-point gap. You said 40-point gap. There's oh, okay. a 16-point gap. Yeah, that's not close. Yeah. And based on your guess, you guessed a, a 32. You would have guessed the audience gave it about a 72. Yeah. Big difference between 72 and 41. Time. Yeah. I thought they were probably in the 70s. I thought it would just be all the moms going to see this on screen. Like, yeah, wow. but every mom that went and saw it was a husband, too. Oh. That went and reviewed it himself. He was hate-reviewing it <laughs> mid-movie. <laughs> My wife never told me she likes this kind of stuff. <laughs> what What the fuck, man? Like, he's just looking over like, are you fucking kidding me right now? He's like, every night you have a headache, but this is what you want? <laughs> That's all I got for you, Ty. <laughs> March Movie Madness. Morbius uh, next week. And then Morbius after that. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save.